Hey everyone, I'm Akil, and you're listening to Pixels and Panels, a show where I take you deep inside the world of digital comics through conversations with your favorite creators and top industry executives. My guest today is Yu Ning. She's a comic creator based in Malaysia and produces two wonderful series, Roommates, which follows the adventures of three college students, and Dear Alice, a story about friendship that pulls at the heartstrings. We talk about her love for comics, how she became a comic creator, her honest thoughts on the ups and downs of being a solo creator, and a little taste of what she has planned for the future. We enjoyed having her on the show and hope you enjoy it as well. Hey, Yuning, how are you? Hi, I'm really good. Thank you. How are you? I'm uh, I'm doing well. Uh, I'm actually uh, I'm in my pajamas because it's pretty late out in the West Coast. So I'm super comfortable. I'm ready to go. And thanks so much for taking some time to to talk to me today. No problem. It's actually the morning for me here because Malaysia is like a totally different time zone compared to San Francisco. I think. <laughs> yeah. At that. Yeah. Pretty. Pretty wild. Um. I guess you know. Just starting. Uh, do you mind telling our listeners a little bit about uh, a little bit about yourself? All right. Hi, I'm Yuning. I am a webtoon slash webcomic artist for almost five years now. And during my free time, I also like to make YouTube videos about relevant webcomic issues. And yeah, that's about it. <laughs> yeah, and. Uh, uh... Yuning has a YouTube channel, like like you said, under the same name. So please go check it out. There's a lot of very cool tips and tutorials on how to get into the world of webcomics. And I'm curious, Yuning, how did you get into making your own webcomics? Well, I first started out making my webcomic in art college, which was in 2018. Yes, I was studying illustration that time. And I was feeling burned out from my assignments. I wanted to take a breather, do something else with my life other than assignments. Also, I wanted to have a backup plan before I leave college. So I've always been interested in making comics as a kid, but I never pursued it because I didn't think it was a career path you could get income from. But with webcomics, it's entirely different, especially with social media now. It's far more easier to just publish a comic and have instant views and feedbacks. So I really think webcomics was the best decision I ever made. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, How ready did you feel when you went out and started creating your first webcomics? I will be honest, I wasn't as ready as I wished I was. I mainly wanted to get into webcomics so I can draw certain scenes in my head. I was a really big fan of the romance trope. So honestly, I just wanted to draw my characters kissing. (laughs) (laughs) But without the whole backstory leading up to it. So I would say... Uh, if I were to start on a new comic now, of course, I would go into the whole ordeal of planning and concept art and everything. But back then, I wasn't as prepared as I would like to be. But I think I'm just really proud of myself for even making the first step to trying to do something new. 
Yeah, a lot of uh, you know young webcomic creators I talk to say that they don't feel ready. So props for taking the first step. And uh, you know, with thank you, that, with, with that, I'm I'm curious. Uh, you know, your first webcomic roommates. Can you talk a little bit about your inspiration behind that and how you came up with the concept there? So with roommates, it started out uh, from the inspiration for roommates. I actually got inspired from a TV show called Friends. I think a lot of people should know this show by now. And yeah, I basically want the roommates to be in this household setting where they just have their interactions with each other. Yeah, I guess with roommates, it's mostly I wanted to venture out in the drama slash romance genre, but also slice of life. I am a really big uh, believer of slice of life comics. I've always loved them. I always related to them. And I just wanted to create a room, a, a comic like roommates for college, who, for people who are going to college. Yeah, it was my main target audience at the time was for college students. And I just wanted to like talk about like the struggles of like trying to uh, live on your own and like being away from the parents from the first time and just like all like the relationships you're going to encounter during college basically. Yeah, and uh, so in Roommates you have three main characters, Ben, Zach, and Jenna. Uh, I always find character concept designing to be fascinating because these are the anchors of your story. How did you come up with these three and what did you draw for inspiration for them? So with Jenna, I always wanted to make a main protagonist female character who is very, you know, independent, but also very vulnerable in a way where she cannot truly express herself and whatnot. So I guess she is inspired a little bit from myself, but not entirely as well. And with Zach, he is like, I guess the gay best friend, but I didn't want his role to just be the gay best friend. I wanted to show that he is more than that title and he's actually a really smart person and he's, he's very caring towards his friends, especially Jenna. With Ben, I wanted to create him as this very, I don't want to say tragic because I don't like to use tragic on my characters because to him, it's more like he has a broken family. He grew up not having the most perfect family and whatnot. So I wanted to showcase that aspect, but he is a very independent and also successful person for his age. But to get there, he had to go through a lot of struggles as well. And I kind of just wanted to convey that. So I guess the normal college students would be Jenna and Zach, whereas Ben is kind of like the outcast a little. He's kind of like the dropout of college and he's just trying to make his way into the world and whatnot, yeah. Yeah, and, and when you um, kind of came up with these characters, it seemed like you had like a theme in mind. Did you understand what you wanted your characters to go through? And I won't spoil anything for people who haven't read, but did you have that in mind or did you just start with these characters and then think up of scenarios and sort of take it there week by week? Well, definitely for the protagonist, I had envisioned a goal that she should achieve in this comic. 
But for Ben and Zach, who are more of the side characters, I kind of just went along with their with their goals and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, like with them, I also like at the end of the comic, I'm going to give them an ending that deserve that they deserve for sure. But yeah, with Jenna, the goal has always been set. Her journey was has always been set for me. And with the other side characters who are not roommates, they also, yeah, I kind of just went along with it for sure. Yeah, no, that's, it's cool. Um, just reading and, and hearing uh, how you've come up with this. So, you know, earlier I, I asked, you know, how ready did you feel going into this? You said not as ready as you would have liked. Um, I can only imagine how much you've learned since starting that webcomic in 2018. I'm curious, what are some of the biggest things that you learned as you started with roommates? Well, I found out that I can be very impatient. <laughs> so to counteract that, I learned how to work faster. And I know a lot of people don't like this, but deadlines are my best friend. I usually schedule my life toward a particular project's deadline. And I have been doing that for four years now with roommates. I've basically, I post on the weekends. So before the weekends, I have to get my shit together and be like, oh shit, I have to post this week. Uh, and yeah, I would just put all my effort into it. And I guess as long as I can finish it before the deadline, I'm pretty much free for the rest of the days. Yeah, I, I, I think... Uh... I think you're right. Deadli deadlines are more of my friend than I uh, than I probably care to admit. Uh, I think another interesting thing is like you're like, OK, I have my weekly deadline. You know, what does your week look like? Um, because I know for some people, they spend a lot of time, you know, actually developing the story of what they want to talk about that week. And then the drawing itself is not that bad. Others have this like master plan that they've kind of mapped out. And each week it is just a lot of attention to detail to the drawing. So what does that look like for you? So a week in my life, hmm, I would say it's very une uneventful, <laughs> but that's because I once read on, in a book, by the way, this book is called How to Steal Like an Artist. If I, I hope I got the title right. They basically mentioned, try to keep your life as mundane as possible and just to be creative in your work as much as possible. So my life is pretty much just sitting on the desk and working. And then, uh, but, but I try to stay active as well. Uh, I know that like a lot of comic artists, they would just sit on their desk all day, but I didn't want it to be like that. So by staying active, I would like try to cook for myself. I would play badminton with my boyfriend. I would go on a jog if I feel like it and go hiking during the weekends. So the whole like Monday to Friday is basically like any nine to five job. I'm pretty much just sitting there working on my comic. Uh, but during the weekends, I would try to think of things to do, I guess, like going out, socializing, <laughs> the norm. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's really good to hear. I think finding other moments to draw inspiration from and just live life is a, is important as well. So that's really interesting. Um, before uh, we move on and talk a little bit about Dear Alice, I'm curious, like in terms of comics, manga, anime, like 
what were, what were some shows or, or or things that you liked growing up that you think might have provided some inspiration for you becoming a webcomic artist? Well, I used to read really long, drawn-out comics uh, that are usually about romance and whatnot. There is one anime that recently got on Netflix that I used to read as a kid. It was called Fruits Basket. And I'm just so happy that this creator finally made it onto Netflix. But other than that, if I'm feeling a little edgy on that particular day, I'll read some Death Note or I'll watch some Hunter x Hunter anime. And I guess, yeah, most comic artists, they grew up loving anime and manga. But currently, I have a really short attention span. So I tend to go for more slice of life web comics now. They're all on social media, usually like four panels. And yeah. That's awesome. My, my girlfriend and I recently watched Fruits Basket and finished all three seasons. And it was yes. spectacular. <laughs> I just, highly, just, highly recommend it. Yes, I'm really happy that romance mangas are actually like getting recognition by being like a Netflix adaptation. I think that's really cool because that is also the path I'm trying to work on. And yeah, I think if one day my comics get adapted, that would be like a bucket list thing, you know? Yeah. So Yuning, you mentioned that you uh, you like four panel comics. So I'm curious, what are what webtoons and web comics are you reading now? So for social media, like on Instagram, currently I'm obsessed with a comic by Nathan Powell, who made Strange Planet, and also Sarah Scribbles from Sarah Anderson. These are my two utmost favorite comics, uh, web comics on social media. Well, while on Webtoon, my current favorite comic is My Giant Nerd Boyfriend, which is also made by a Malaysian webcomic artist called Fishball. And right now I tend to go for slice of life comics like this, but if also I'm feeling a little edgy and whatnot, I'll go for a Webtoon called Lookism. It's really cool. And I also really like Lore Olympus which is one of like their top comics right now. So yeah. Yeah, My Giant Nerd Boyfriend is a ton of fun. And, you know, given that Roommates is like a slice of life, you know, it's it's three college students journey into kind of figuring their lives out. Do you have any advice for people who want to write about slice of life in particular? Because, you know, each genre has its own challenges. Um, and, you know, with slice and life and romance that, you know, you're trying to take the everyday and turn it in, into something uh, that draws people every week. Any advice for folks who are interested in, in creating web comics about that? Well, for slice of life genre, I guess <laughs> it is exactly the quote, life imitates art. Uh, this line is very cliche, but I stand by it. It's basically uh, something I would think Hayao Miyazaki would think about as well. I, I mean, I'm not trying to put thoughts into his, into his brain and whatnot, but uh, basically Hayao Miyazaki created Studio Ghibli. And the vibe I was always getting from his creations was life is really fun and actually really precious, especially being a kid. Uh, and just like being in nature and whatnot. I remember growing up in nature aspects of the city and town and I remember having a lot of fun in it and I 
like would always try to find inspiration now from my daily life, uh, especially like uh, experiences that I have been through. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I would say slice of life is really all about experience as well. Now with like romance and everything, it could be about your romantic ventures, but it could be also about a certain relationship topic you want to explore. So you would read about it because you can't go through it yourself. So you would read about it. And that in itself is also an experience. Not necessarily everything in life you have to go through to be able to draw it out in your comic. You can always just learn through other people's experiences, be it another person's webcomic or another person's novel or an anime. So yeah, I guess Slice of Life really is just trying to learn from others and trying to enjoy your own life at the same time. That's super interesting. Uh, and it's, it's fascinating to hear how you can draw so much from your own experiences. I'm curious with the roommates, is there a particular episode that you enjoyed more than the others that really helped you relive an experience from your own life? Um, or just one that like, you just enjoyed making more than the other? I guess the fights in the episode, I guess the fighting in the comic is really funny to me. It's just because these are such daily nuances you actually face with your roommates. It's like when they don't do the dishes, when they don't like clean up and stuff. And these are like things you have to face when you live with roommates. So I guess drawing fight scenes where they argue about who's right and who's wrong. These are the most fun to me because I literally go through this all the time. And it's just fun to see it becoming a comic in a way. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, you know, the, the way I describe roommates and the way I read it was it's, it's like going back and just being in your living room when your roommates walk in and whether it's figuring out, you know, who has cleaning duties or, you know, someone comes home drunk or there's a fight, like it, it, it brings you back to those fun moments and uh, it's, it's super relatable. Now, I did want to talk a, a bit more about Dear Alice. And I think the big thing here is for folks who've had a chance to read both, stylistically, the tone, the message, it could not be more different. So do you mind talking a little bit about, you know, I guess let's start with why did you decide to create uh, another webtoon? Like, you know, Roommates is going well. It's, it's you know, you have a very loyal uh, reader base there, but it seemed like you wanted to branch out and try something new. Yes, well, with Dear Alice, I mainly created it because I was actually feeling burned out from Roommates, uh, like my assignments in college, yes. Uh, with roommates, there is a consistency to it that I have to uphold every episode. And sometimes I just, you know, with uh, the biggest difference between roommates and Dear Alice was that roommates is colored and black uh, and Dear Alice is black and white. So I guess I wanted to make another comic that is completely different. Uh, like Dear Alice, because I want to focus more on character interactions instead of like trying to figure out what perspective this background should be. And I want to focus more on the essence of the story, the 
the the words I put in Dear Alice has to seem more like a storybook compared to Roommates, which is more of a comic. So yeah, I just wanted to venture out, try to give like uh, illustration comics like Dear Alice a chance and see if it would work out for me as well. Yeah, and I guess stylistically, you know, I look at the, the two um, and they are quite different. How challenging was it for you as an artist to come up with a very different feel for this new comic? Because when I read some artists, um, yeah, they come up with different settings and stuff, but a lot of the themes and even character designs can feel similar, but you've created two very distinct worlds here. Yes, well, I guess like uh, to something that I said earlier is I wanted to try a more storybook illustration style because Roommates was, I wanted to make it like fun and colorful. Also like a little bit of like comedy thrown in there. With Dear Alice, it's more towards like uh, trying to capture the essence of growing up as uh, their age is about 14 and 13. So they're kind of just like, kids who just started high school and they're just trying to figure out life in a way. But then the dynamic is that, you know, dear Alice, uh, Alice is sick and she can't attend school because of her sickness. And yeah, I wanted, people say the comic is a bit dark and the tone of it is dark, yes, but the story itself is actually really wholesome. Uh, at least this is what I would like to perceive it as. Well, it, it works. Um, and, you know, you mentioned in Dear Alice, you have Alice and she's sick. She can't go to school. You have Lucky, who's her friend, who is going into school. You know, you started with Alice in Wonderland. And it's funny because you can pick up themes like, OK, it's inspired by that. But what made you kind of, you know, settle on this concept of it's going to be one person who can't go to school, one person who's in school and communicated through letters? How did you uh, how did you arrive at that? So if we look at the whole Alice in Wonderland franchise, like even from the beginning, uh, there is a game and she is a bit more psychotic in that game. She has psychological issues and every character in that game has a mental illness. To me, uh, it, it, I think it's a good concept for a game, but it's not a good concept for a wholesome relatable comic so I didn't want like dear Alice to be uh like she has to have some kind of psychological trauma and whatnot I just wanted her to be not as uh, she's kind of more of a outcast in the comic as you can see she's like living remotely compared to her peers and it's just um I think when you are young and you've never dealt with the issue of death and whatnot. To her, it's like, she's just like um, trying to cope in a way by reading and whatnot. And yeah, I wanted to be different from the whole Alice in Wonderland franchise because everybody wants to make Alice to have some sort of mental illness and whatnot. And with the Tim Burton, a film adaptation of Alice in Wonderland, she is sort of a war hero. 
And to me, I cannot really fathom that. Uh, I like, I like the movie. Don't get me wrong, but like the concept of her being a war hero and whatnot, uh, it's not for me in a way. So I wanted to tone all of that down a bit to make it like this really homey kind of comic, very a bit like children kind of comic in a way. So yeah, to me, it works better for me if Alice is a normal person who is just like sick in a way, you know? Yeah, I think um, one thing that you said that really hits is, you know, the tone is dark, but you combine, you know, dark themes, a few things that might be perceived as sad with an uplifting message. It's it's very well done and it's super cool to, you, to hear you. about. Um, I, I'd love to spend a few minutes just talking about, um, you know, you as a creator as a whole, your thoughts on the industry. So to start, um, you know, what what have you really enjoyed about being a Webtoon creator and what has been challenging for you? Okay, so I guess I'll just go off it as pros and cons. I guess the pros would be like to finally draw the characters you've been seeing and dreaming about in your sleep and finally make them pay rent for staying in your brain. This is what I would like to think anyway. And I guess like uh, the worst thing, well, it's not really the worst thing, but I guess the cons of being like a webcomic artist is the grind. So like if you're a professional artist in general, they usually specialize in a certain field, say background design, character design, concept design, and more. But if you are a comic artist, you are literally an entire art industry. So when you're starting out, you most likely have to do all of this by yourself with not much professional help. And I guess this can lead to feeling overwhelmed and it might lead some people to leaving their comic and not coming back ever because of it. It's just because you don't know what you are getting into unless you try it. There is really no accurate testimonials about being a webcomic artist and whatnot because everyone's experience is different. So if the rewards are not as good as the amount of effort you put into it, it just it's just not worth it to some people who have worked on it for a long time. And I guess they will just move on to do something else. So really the grind is impeccable. It is hard. It is, it is the grind. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you talked about your deadlines of what it takes to put, you know, one comic out. Um, speaking of the grind really quickly, how do you produce two series and what's your secret to success to making it all work? So my secret to success is guilt. Okay, wait, hear me out. When <laughs> I was an unknown artist, it meant a lot to me when people gave my story a chance. To me, it's an obligation to prove to them and myself that I did not just waste all this time and energy investing in the comic to not see it get done, to not see the ending, to not see it get done, to not see what happens to them. So... But I guess, I guess you could also say my other secret to success is to just show up. So like, it's important to show up to work. 
but not necessarily. You have to put in 100% effort every day. I treat my web comics like any other professional work. At the end of the day, it's still work and it still needs to be done. So honestly, I just have to make sure I show up and things will eventually get done, you know? Yeah, showing up consistently. It sounds like it might be easy, but it's very difficult. So props for doing that with two different, uh, with two different comics. It's very impressive. Yes. I'm, I'm curious, Yuning, what's the webcomic industry like uh, in Malaysia? You know, there are a few very prominent artists from Malaysia. Um, you mentioned earlier, My Giant Nerd Boyfriend. I also know the creator of My, uh, my Darkest Secret is from Malaysia as well. But what's the uh, industry like there? So even before webcomics in Malaysia, we have mm, comic studios, manga comic studios. Uh, a very well-known one is called Gumpak Stars. And yes, there are quite a few webcomic artists in Malaysia who have, uh, who have seen success. Um, most notably, Fishball, who is on the Webtoon community. And there's also another artist called Nick Sensel, who is quite famous on Facebook with his webcomic skits and whatnot. And I saw that local and international people really do support them uh, because they can cater to the Malaysian humor, which is something new, I would say. And yeah, uh, being a webcomic artist in Malaysia, it's not as popular yet because I don't think most people here can fathom the concept yet of being a webcomic artist and how you are able to make a living out of it, you know? Interesting. You talked a little bit about uh, kind of the humor um, and the style of telling stories in Malaysia. Do you have any examples of or, or things that you think um, are particular to like Malaysian comedy or, or culture um, that kind of stand out when you read some of these other comics? Well, I guess like when I say like Malaysian humor, uh, to me, I find it really funny when they talk about like cultural stuff for sure. It's like, it, like Malaysia is so diverse in, their, in its culture. We are known for having the most holidays in the world, I think, <laughs> just because our holidays are always meant to celebrate other people's cultures and whatnot. And of course, there's like a lot of memes of just like, uh, it's, it's things that only Malaysians can understand, yeah. <laughs> no, that's very interesting. Um, yeah, and it's always fun to learn about different cultures. One of the last questions I have, if you could change anything about the industry or if there are things that you wish you know could be better, um, what would that be? Because like you said, it's a lot of fun to bring these things to life but it is a grind. So what's you know something you would change about the industry? I do wish webcomic creators can be taken more seriously as a profession. The ones I know, uh, the webcomic artists I know that are popular either have to be featured creators on Webtoon or Tapas, or they are working in the shadows of some other big creators. As an independent webcomic artist, I just hope we will hopefully have more opportunities and chances to like, per se, be on this podcast to talk about our, our comics and stuff. Or maybe I think right now I'm seeing sponsorships from companies to help 
webcomic artists and whatnot. Basically, webcomic artists will draw something to promote a certain, uh, a certain company and they're sponsored to do so. So I think this is a very good, like a good way to make some money out of it. But yeah, if I could change anything different, I, yeah, like I said, I guess I would wish that we could be taken more seriously as a profession. Yeah. Yeah. And if someone came to you for advice, uh, what advice would you give them to give them the best shot of making a successful Webtoon series? I always tell my friends, uh, I recently have a friend who's interested in webcomic and she asked for some advice as well. And I told her, uh, personally, I think don't, uh, personally, I think the best advice, the best advice is to not don't put all your eggs in one basket. Uh, I always try to tell her webcomic is fun, but you can always like try to explore other alternatives in making webcomics because for her, it's like she wants to be a manga artist, but she cannot decide between webcomics and manga. And yeah, it's like there's a lot of alternatives in comics. There's so many ways you can create with webcomics. But there's also a lot of like career path and other income paths uh, that are not necessarily about web comics. So to any new artists who are starting out, try to explore everything, not just web comics, try to explore like concept art, background designs. And from there on, you can really nail it down to what you really enjoy and what you really don't enjoy. And maybe if webcomics is the path for you, then go all in for sure. Definitely. And then my last question for you, what do you want to do in the future? What, uh, what interests you? So currently I'm taking it one step at a time. First, I want to finish my current comics. Roommates has been ongoing for four years. And I'm working on it to finish now. Also, maybe I'll finish Dear Alice then. Currently, I have another comic in the making, but it's not confirmed yet. I might take some time off later to practice and draw better. Or I'm also looking forward to turning Dear Alice into a physical copy of a book, a visual novel, if I guess that's what they say. That would be awesome, I think. Yeah, that'd be really cool cool um is there any tease that you can give our listeners about what this new comic might be about or, or a little theme of what it what it could look like so this new comic i am just testing out with the world building and whatnot it's basically going to also be kind of wholesome slice of life and like maybe a few panels going like their alice's uh you can, you can expect a very famous cartoon to be inspired by it, for sure. <laughs> wow, we're, we're, I'm super excited to see what this could look like. Yes, uh, I'm excited too, but nothing has been confirmed yet, so I can't give too much information about it as of now, but yeah. All good. I think that just makes us want, want to read it even more, so let us know when that uh, comes out. Yeah, no problem. Well, Yuning, thank you so much for taking some time to be on our show. Um, like we said, please check out 
uh, roommates. Check out Dear Alice. You can follow Yuning on YouTube. Uh, she's at, on Twitter at Yuning Art, and we're going to have her link tree in the description below. But thank you so much for taking a bit of time today. Thank you as well. Thank you so much for inviting me. And I hope this first episode is going to be successful, hopefully. <laughs> Definitely. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. If you have any suggestions, feedback, or want to be featured as our next guest, please write to us at pixelsandpanelspod at gmail.com. See you all next week. <laughs>